Good evening, welcome to episode six of the really, really bad podcast. I've missed you guys. We haven't seen each other for oh, no. well, we have physically seen each other, but on the podcast we missed last week, didn't we? We did. But for good reason, Ad. Yes, it was. What was the reason? Why did we miss it? You mo- you were moving house. Oh, I thought you'd never mention it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we moved house. And can we just just be silent for just a second, ready? That's what you can hear in my house now. There is no noise whatsoever. It is fantastic. So for the people who don't know, I lived in a lovely house, but it was very, very noisy. One, because there was a road next to us, and two, because we had the neighbours from hell. This is a mental health podcast, and, you know, it was absolutely getting to me, and I was ready to kill someone until we moved house. And now I live in a very, very peaceful place where I can't sleep because the silence is deafening. Wow. But anyway, how are you guys? Good. Had a bit of a rough day today. It was a bit of my mum's birthday today, so it's been a bit of a tough day. Oh, bless you. It's, it's been a while. It's one of those weird things, because you always think... In my head, I was thinking, I'm all, you know, you miss someone every day when they pass away. And I used to, like, the birthdays, it's just another day. You still miss her. But it's like, it hit me a lot more than I thought it would today. Tough day. Yeah. I think the first of everything is always the worst as well. But, you know, she wouldn't want us to be sad. So we haven't been sad. We had a nice little tea together. It's been nice. But apart from that, I've been all right. <laughs> good. Good. Glad to hear it. And what about you, Hav? What have you been doing? Well, what have you been doing? Um, it's been another standard week of work. And CrossFit, really, a combination of the both. Um, I'm just intrigued. Lise, what did you have for that tea? Oh, tonight's was a chippy tea. Oh, chippy tea. My macros have gone out the window this week. I had a Nando's last night and a chippy tea tonight. <laughs> oh, Nando's? Yeah, Nando's, just for a change. You went to Nando's? I don't believe Last it. minute decision, Nando's on a Wednesday night. Didn't you go to Nando's on Sunday? Did I? Yeah. Probably. Uh Having never visited Nando's, do you get a loyalty card? No. Well, so the ultimate goal in life is to get the black Nando's card, which they give to, like, celebs, and then you eat free forever. Wow, wow. I didn't know that was a thing. Well, and in fact, have you told him, Lisa? Have you said, do you know who I am? I'm, I'm one of the co-hosts <laughs> of the Really Bad Podcast. No, but what I'm trying to do is mention Nando's every week in the hope that one day someone will go, there's this girl who keeps talking about Nando's. She goes a lot. Let's give her a card. Excellent. I'd love it. Do you get free Nando's then? Does the black card give you free food? Yeah, as far as I'm aware. It's like we'll a... get one of those. One day we will own a black Nando's card. We'll be in the 9.30 CrossFit class and then we'll all go off for a free Nando's. Uh, is, is it real? I'm not sure it's real. Uh, do you know what? Now I've said this, I'm now questioning myself, but I'm sure because, um, example, used to eat at Nando's a lot and used to rave about Nando's on Instagram stuff and he finally got one and he was over the moon. I'm just checking it now, black... And I think for a while they gave them away, Black Nando's cards. So for the pe- for the people listening, Lisa's now Lisa's now on her iPhone googling what a Black Nando's card is. We'll just talk amongst ourselves, half. Yeah, it might be a real thing. And you, you, I mean, Lisa, Lisa did give a good example. Okay. What, with example, a good example of example. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. That was a quality joke. Okay, here you are. I'll read you this out. You may have heard of the Nando's Black Card, officially known as the High Five Card, an elusive freebie handed out by the restaurant chain, which entitles its owners to free food and drink for them and their pals. Firstly, for those not in the know, the Nando's basically offers an unlimited amount of free meals. Oh, it's only for a year. Oh. Oh, that's, I thought it was forever. 
At least you go at least once a week, so I'm sure you can see the saving. You do literally get your money's worth out of it. Oh, look, here's Ed Sheeran with his. Well, why do they give rich people stuff, though? Exactly. The people that don't need free Nando's. It's like yeah. footballers. They get loads of free stuff. You know, they get, you know, like, I don't know. Um, oh, what's that dude? The Sketches guy. He's like, these are the best trainers I've ever owned. Is it? Um, oh, Jamie Redknapp. Jamie Redknapp. Redknapp. He's so insincere. These are the best trainers I've ever worn. As if he would wear a pair of Sketches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's not down Sandbanks Beach in his sketches, is he? Mason, the, yeah, the light up sketches. Nice. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, enough talk of Nando's and sketches. So, apologies that we weren't on on the podcast last week. I did move house. There was loads of other stuff going on. We tried to rearrange and rearrange, didn't we? And we just couldn't find a suitable slot until Sunday night. So we could have recorded this Sunday night, but then we would never have edited it and got it out on time. So unfortunately, we didn't do it. Lots of people have chased us saying, where was the podcast? So it's a really cool thing, I think. Like you said, Hart. You know, keep them wanting more, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Treating mean, keeping keen. Cliffhanger from episode five. Do you guys remember what, what that was? No. no. Kat, weren't you going to do a little jingle as well to introduce the cliffhanger? Oh, was I? Yeah, sure you were. You're going to do a little song or something? Oh, no, I don't think so. I said yeah. on episode one, I wasn't going to sing. There's no singing. Yeah, but a it. jingle is not really a, so- a song, is it? So you could just do a little, you know, a little ditty, a little cliffhanger. Like the EastEnders, Diff Diffs. We should talk about something like that. Didn't you did the diff diff, yeah. okay. and I'll do the. Diff, really. diff, 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 diff. It was the mouse. Do you remember? Um, oh, the mouse. Yes. There was the mouse in your house. So, Harms, you've got to tell us what happened with the mouse. The moose was loose in the hoose. Well, the moose wasn't loose because the mouse was. Uh, the cat picked up the bat. The cat, the cat came in with the mouse as it does, and then lets it go, and it chases it around and plays with it, and you know tries to keep it alive for as long as it can. And then it picked it up and dropped it in a bag in the hallway of Badco merch. Oh, man. Um, and then at the end of the podcast, or as we were finishing the podcast, my wife and both my kids came in all very excitable. And the, the bag came in and then the cat came in and then the cat had to go out and then the mouse had to come out of the bag. But he didn't really want to come out of the bag because I, I was probably quite scary, but I was trying to save him. And in the end, I, I ushered him out the door. One by his tail. I should. Off you go. Well, he was kind of in the bag still a little bit, but he's out now. Yeah, and he was safe, and the cat was locked away and uh, reprimanded. Um, and she's only done it four times since. So, oh, know. well, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, she's learned a lesson there. <laughs> and what I loved about that was Nay coming in. You could hear her in the background sort of coming and go, oh, you know, there's a, there's a mouse in it. And the, the rawness of what we do and how unprofessional we are. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was cool. I'm not great at dealing with things like that either. I'm not really, the, I don't really want to grab animals and I had to dig deep. I think you'll be proud of me. I took on that mouse. Yeah, fair play. And you won. You did say that you weren't going to win, but you did won win <laughs> I, I did one yeah he did one win <laughs> i won i won really hard <laughs> okay let's move on so if anyone wants to get in contact with us what's the email address the brave and determined company at gmail.com right i need to give a little bit of a shout out to c physio in blanford who is clara clara's a, clara's a very very good friend of mine and she has sorted out my shoulder ready for the competition on Saturday, because we're going to do the Jurassic, the Jurassic Park. No, Jurassic Coast Throwdown. I mean, Jurassic Park Throwdown would be... <laughs> At Weymouth CrossFit. So um, just just for the uh, the people listening, because they can't see you, Ad, you just revealed to us your uh, very muscly shoulder. And on it, you've got... What have you got on there? That consolidology tape. Kinesiology tape. Uh, so you... <laughs> Easy for you to say. 
kinesiology tape, yeah, or K tape is a bit easier to say K tape. And what does that do? Uh, sorts it out, stops it hurting. It's like a modern tubey grip. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so they stick it on there and it makes it loads better. But one one of the reasons why I'm giving Clara a shout out is because while she was treating me today, I said to her, I've got to get halves to come and see you because we've been trending the hashtag pray for halves hammies. I've been praying every night for your hammies and they're just not getting any better, are they? So why don't you actually go and do something about it and see someone halves? Well, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I like, like most problems in life, I was just going to ignore it until it went away. Make jokes about it. Yeah. Yes. Make jokes about it because that's how I deal with things. And I've made the jokes are running dry now and the pain is still there. Um, and I, now I can't run at all, which is really frustrating. So um, it's that action of running that, that hurts it more than anything. And you're absolutely right. I do need to do something about it rather than just moaning about it and uh, being in pain all the time. Go see Clara at Sea Physio. She will sort you out. I've actually given you the number already, haven't I? Oh, quite possibly. I've been given loads of numbers for physios and um Everyone's trying to pick him and... the other day as well. <laughs> they know once they get them in the door, they're going to have a lifetime membership of Harv's payment. Yeah. So they're like, they just need pound signs when it comes in. I'm hoping I can get the black physio card. <laughs> unlimited physio for the rest of my days. Oh, fantastic. Um... 300 for 300. We're still looking good for that. 18th of June. We're going to smash that out. So that's cool. We are also doing a bit of fundraising in the background, aren't we, Lise? Trying to write to some companies to give us some, basically give us some money so we can um, help these 300 people with the early intervention, life-saving counselling. So if there's anyone out there who wants to donate to us, please get, get in touch on the email which is the brave and determined company at gmail.com so that's cool how far have we reached this week well it's been two weeks hasn't it so halves have you had a look at the map because there's a new one oh no i don't i don't know about the new one that's exciting oh yeah we're gonna play a game so you guys have got to guess where this is so it's uber city where's that you, uh, spelling please y-u-b-a uber city where is that in japan the japan nice nice guess lease i've literally got no idea <laughs> Well, I wouldn't know it either. I wouldn't know it either. It's just oh, north continent? of... It's in America. Oh, okay. Well, north America? Yeah. Near Canada? Is that... No, that's not North America. America is near Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Canada is technically part of North America. <laughs> yeah, I know. <don't> <laughs> Sorry, just offending anyone who's no, Canadian totally, or North America. Totally. Yeah. It's near... Oh, easy for me to say. Near Sacramento in California. So we've got listeners in California. Oh. How cool is that? California, eh? Yeah, so that's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'd like to go meet them. Yes, we should go out there. We should get the Black Nando's card, the Black Physio card, and the Black California card and go and spend a year there for free. How about that? Lovely. I went to California once, went to Coachella. Oh, wow. I've never been to the States. Yeah. I do need to go. It's amazing. Palm yeah. Springs. If you're going to do a festival, go to a sunny one. That would be my advice in life. Is that your one bit of advice? Mine would be never dive in the murky water, but... If you're going to go to a festival... Go to, go, to, go to Coachella. What's your one bit of advice you give to people, Harv? Oh, you'd have to come back to me on that. I'm going to have, I'm going to, have to give that some thought. Oh, that's one for next week, isn't it? What's your one piece <laughs> of advice? Yeah, I'll come back to you next week. One piece of advice for life, for a better life. Although I will add, though, we didn't sleep in a tent because I think a tent in a hot city at a festival probably isn't the best idea. Yeah, it's probably quite intense. Yay. do you remember that um baz lerman song that was wear sunscreen in like i've got that on my wall as a quote as a print have you what the whole thing yeah so one says ladies and gentlemen of the class of 98 wear sunscreen and then the next one next to it is the whole lyrics 
Uh, look how excited she got. I know, a little face. <laughs> One of my favourite songs. A like... little face. She's like so pleased. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Sometimes it makes me cry, like listening to it sometimes. If I'm an emotional, I won't listen to it tonight. If I'm emotional, I can listen to it. It makes me feel a bit sad. Like, do you know what I mean? Sometimes I do have a little cry in the car. One of the things on there is he says, you, you won't realise your youth until it's gone. And that's so true, isn't it? You're not as fat as you think you are. Okay, I think I think I need to re-listen to that because if I remember rightly, that probably came out in around 2000, something like that. I think it was 98, wasn't it? Imagine so, because it's saying class of class 98. Class of 98, so. yeah, it's the first <laughs> lyric. I was, I, was, I was 12, I had other stuff going on. <laughs> well, like what? Like Action Man, Power Rangers. Unbelievable, you're, just, you're stereotyped. I was 18, that's how like, I know I never really think there's much of an age difference between you and me. But I was 18 when that song came out and you were 12. That's nuts, isn't it? That is nuts. And we were in the same club. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if there's anyone out there who needs help and support, please get in touch. We want to help people out, don't we, with, with that early intervention, life-saving counselling. If there's anyone out there who needs some help, please get in touch with us. You've got the um, email address, thebraveanddetermincompany at gmail.com or get in touch through DM on Facebook or Instagram. What have we got going on this week and last week? I've got a few things. Have you guys got anything? This week, well, I've got the comp on Saturday. Comp on Saturday. Me and you are in the team lease. We finished the last yeah. comp in second, so I'm assuming we're going to do one better and win it this year, this week. Of. What's the name of our team? Snatch Made in Heaven. A snatch Made in Heaven. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be cool. we got um, Big Man Tom, Big Hairy Tom, and we've got Mrs. Yeah. Patterson, Laura. Mrs. Patterson. Yeah, and then I've got a 40th party to go to when I get back. And what did I, what did I do last weekend? I feel like I... Oh, I had my niece's party last weekend. And I took her to the little, the little um, animal horse donkey sanctuary. Oh, the donkey thing. I need to go to that. So we posted some pictures, didn't we, so on Instagram? And, <laughs> yeah, so I love a donkey. I, honestly, it's like one of my favourite animals is a donkey. It's really nice on there. It's really cute. You, Harv, you look like you want to challenge me on that donkey donkey <laughs> being my favourite. He's biting his lip. Exactly. I'm just, I mean, there are a lot of, there's a lot of contenders for that award, isn't there? You're, you know, you're going for a donkey. I love a donkey. Have you ever been to the actual donkey sanctuary in Devon? No, but my friends have there. They camp, there's a little campsite nearby, isn't there? It's honestly, a donkey is so like peaceful. There was one called D'Artagnan and he was stood under this tree and I was like stroking him for like an hour because he was just so <laughs> calming. Honestly, you're taking the piss out of me, but honestly, yeah, I'm doing the action of me stroking. That's me stroking his head in between his eyes. Oh, it was the most beautiful thing. Anyway, um, so we've got the Weymouth comp going on, which is cool. We're going to be down there selling some merch. So if anyone wants to come and see us, come down. Actually, this will be this will be after the competition, so we probably won't be there by then. <laughs> so if we saw you, it's nice to see you. Yeah, yeah. If we saw you, great. If you bought some, and even better. Um, and if you go down there, after, why not? If you go down there after hearing this, sorry, we're not there anymore. <laughs> we have got a few things going on. Our socks are due in today. <gasps> Tomorrow they should be here, so as soon as they drop, we're going to get them sent out, and I hope that they're there for the competition, which would be really cool. We've got Velcro patches on order now, so if anyone out there wants Velcro patches, get onto the um, website and order those. We've also made some inquiries about sliders, Badco sliders, so we're hoping oh, yeah. that's going to happen soon. And the other thing I've been looking at this week is... I want to get some like anxiety toys for kids, like cuddle toys. Because do you remember when um... your little lad half, because he's proper brave and determined, when he was in hospital and he had he found that little lion, and that yeah. kind of lit a bit of a fire in me of like, yeah, we need. And he called him Badco, didn't he? He called him Badco the lion. Yeah, yeah, he's got him. He's in his room now. Oh, what did he nick it from the hospital? Oh, he feasted him. <laughs> no, he didn't nick it. He, uh, he had some poor kid in there now, just still looking for his lion. <laughs> 
in. No, I think I think they they got it from the um the hospital. Oh, I see. I thought you meant it was just in there as like a toy. Yeah, that's what I thought. He spent a long time in hospital when he was a lot younger, year year two of his life. Um, and he's also got a teddy from that. That's a very it's not a lion this time. It's a tiger, and that was given to him. It wasn't bought. It, he had it in the hospital. He found it in the. They let him take it home with him, and he's still got that now. Oh. Those sort of things, they hang on to them, don't they? They mean a lot. Yeah, and so we were talking about we want to get some, like, you know, cuddly toys, little lions, and um, we want to put a zip mouth on them. So, look, you know, if they, if these children have got some anxieties and fears, then, then they can write down their, their anxieties and fears, and then they can zip them in the mouth. To, like, oh, get that's rid of a really it. good and, idea. Yeah, it's a really cool idea. And we've also got someone out there helping us with writing a children's book. So that would be really cool if that comes off, won't it? Or when that comes off, because we're brave and determined, we just do everything now. If we have an idea, we just do it, don't we? So that is going to happen. So that'd be really, really cool. Really cool. That is really cool. I will have some, um, I'm hoping that was a very exciting podcast news for you guys, but we'll have to wait until next week for me to confirm it. But I think it will it will go ahead. So that's going to be uh, Ooh, something to look forward to next week. That does sound exciting, doesn't it? Is there any news from, from you, Lise? Have you got anything exciting going oh, I down? I don't think I've got anything to sort of match that, no, unfortunately. <laughs> I've got a bit of a rant this week. So we can either do that or we can talk about the question that we got today. So because we're a mental health podcast, we've got a question that we're going to answer or we can do the rant. What do you guys want to do? I think uh, we do the question and if we've got time, we uh, we hear the rant. Yeah, well, let's definitely do the rant because you're going to like it. Okay. Well, can I just say quickly, since your last rant, I've been to McDonald's twice and they had milk Ah, I've been to McDonald's once. I went to Salisbury on the A36 on the Southampton Road and they had... And do you know what? I didn't have a chocolate. I had vanilla just to see. And I really liked it. But what I did was I bought myself a medium vanilla and I bought Nick a large chocolate. So I nailed mine and then finished hers. Nice. Uh, We can conclude that that's because of us. That milkshake machines at McDonald's are now working. Yeah, well, you're welcome, worldwide listeners, that we've sorted out. And I've got to say, my straw was all right. It didn't fall apart. You've got to drink it quickly. Yeah, we've sorted that out. We've, we totally are. I'm taking that on our shoulders. We should pat ourselves on the back. We've changed the world already. One podcast at a time. In the world of Michael Jackson, we've made the world a better place. Power of the pod. Right, let's move on. So, Lise, let's go with the question. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, Lisa, the question. So this week's question comes from my very good friend, Nathan, who is on Instagram, brilliant PT, renowned fitness. If you live in London, lucky enough to live in Kensington and Chelsea, he'll support you out. He sent us a question and he asked, when you've been at your lowest point, what did you do to get yourself out of that dark place? How did it help you? And do you continue to do it afterwards? Well, I'll, go, I'll sort of go first. I'll take the last bit. It's a bit like a politician's answer. I'm going to take the last <laughs> bit of the question first, if I may, uh, about do you still do it? Because, yes, and I could sort of have a bit of an example of that today, although I haven't been, I haven't gone to the uh, the levels of, the, you know, the depths I've been to before, but nowhere near. But today was a good example of those feelings creeping in and, me being determined to get myself to the gym tonight because I wasn't going to go tonight. Um, I didn't really feel like it, but I know that that's one of the things I can do that puts me back in a better headspace um, almost immediately after doing it. So forced myself to go, did it. You never regret a workout. So um, 
Yeah, I just wanted to tackle the last bit of the question first and leave the deepest stuff for you, Ad. Oh, nice. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Lise, break it down again. So, first of all, thank you, Nathan, for your question. We've had a few questions, haven't we? And it's been really cool that people yeah. have been reaching out. What we're going to do is do one a week because otherwise we'll spend three hours on this podcast and then there'll be nothing next week. So, what was the first bit? So, when you've been at your lowest point, what did you do to get yourself out of it? When I was at my lowest point, which um, the most recent time was last year, I was furious with the world thought the world was broken and thought i was absolutely okay i basically thought that something that was really simple was was the problem and it wasn't it was actually the three months the six months before that where everything had been really sort of tough in life and i went to a friend's house and sat in his garden and was saying i've had enough of this this is you know these small problems are really really getting to me and he just looked at me and said hey man are you okay and I was like yeah and he was like you're not you're really not okay and I just I just broke down in his garden and was just like and and that was the moment of realization and since him and I have talked about it and for him it was you know a moment where something changed but for me it was like this huge realization of oh my god actually I'm now realizing that there is something really quite wrong here and I need to fix it so that was that was the the lowest point and then so what did I do from there was I once I realized I had a problem which takes time doesn't it and it's like you know the Alcoholics Anonymous they say the first thing you've got to do is realize you have a problem and so once I realized I had a problem I then was seeking help so the first thing I did was reach out to as many people as I could and say hey man I need I need some help I don't know what to do now that help was in the way of I've, I, I got a hold of some counselling and like I've said, I'm lucky enough to work for Dorset Watch Fire and Rescue and they instantly just put their arm around me, helped me and gave me everything I needed. Within a week, I was sat with a counsellor, which was fantastic. But what you guys did, and you probably didn't realise at the time, was I had so many friends around me because of that community and that belonging at the gym that that was my happy space. And I knew I could go there and it's sort of touching on what you said, Harv, with that physical workout releases the endorphins to to make you kind of feel better and that the balance of those two things were were hugely beneficial for me and that instantly got me on the road to recovery but what also went hand in hand with that is go back to basics go back to simple stuff taking your your, for me this and this is this is just me i can't offer anyone else advice stuff like take your socks off and walk on the grass feel the grass on your feet feel the heat of the sun on your face um go swimming you know feel the water on your skin all the simple stuff like walking with the dogs hanging out with your kids going to the park the stuff that we we because we're so busy we miss doing are so important that when we're in that bubble of you know the the sort of the, the mental health bubble and the and the the problems that you're having you you forget about that and so that's the, that's basically the steps i took on the road to recovery wow so you um so taking those things that you learned at the time how do you manage it now going forward i exercise every every day even if it's just a walk i go out so i, I walk probably two or three times a day whenever the sun's out i try and get it on my face because i love that feeling i try and do the simple things that make you happy hang out with friends see you guys talk to you daily and if i'm having a, a bad day i know i can say to you guys i'm having a bad day laugh 
do do anything. There's the simple stuff that that makes you happy, and I avoid the things that I know are toxic. So for me, alcohol. I don't go to alcohol anymore. I know if I spend too much time on social media, it will get toxic. So I don't do that. If I go on social media, I look at the bits I want. You know. So yeah. that's how I manage it day to day. And I've talked way too much. So Lise, come on, let's hear from you. So I, similar to you, when I was at my kind of, I'd say breaking point, I think you all get to a point, don't you, where you know that something's not quite right and you need to do something about it. And like my mum always used to say to us, nothing changes nothing. Like if you don't do anything about your problems, it's just going to carry on. Like, so you you know you've got to do something. And I, like you, I went to see a counsellor, um, lovely guy in Gillingham, Jeff, elements counselling I think he's called and he he didn't really I mean at the time they do they're, they're brilliant counsellors because you feel like they're not doing a lot but they just make you open up and talk about what is actually troubling you and like you said it's generally not the thing you think you're going for like you go with one thing in mind but actually what evolves is that something else has happened and they get to the root of that cause and you know you talk about it and they sort of he was great he gave us some really good us me I didn't go with anyone else he gave me some really good tips on how to kind of just he does a lot of visualization so he um made me think of a moment where I was really proud of myself and I chose when I finished the bath half and he took he's like take yourself back to that situation and you can see everyone on the on the streets your mum and your sister are there that you can hear them cheering you on every time you feel like you're getting out of control take yourself back to that place. So when you feel like you're a failure, when you feel like you're letting everyone down, when you don't know what to do, bring yourself back to your happy place. And that, that was a really good thing. And I still still do that now sometimes. And like say, if you feel like a bit like today, days like today, just take yourself back, find your happy place in your head and take yourself back there. And it does, you know, it just takes your mind off what you're thinking about and makes you feel better, I think. And, um, and, and he also had a good trick whereby you take the negative that you're thinking and you put a positive spin on it. So rather than kind of think, you know, I mean, for me, it was, says a lot of relationship issues and like, he doesn't love me anymore. He might not love you, but someone else will. Do you know what I mean? So it's always find the positive to the negative that you're feeling, which I find really helpful. And I do, I do that a lot in life. Everyone loves you, Lise, just so you know. Uh, (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like things like that. So when you're feeling rubbish or, you know, and I think you just, you have to know that it's not forever, don't you? Like bad times don't last. The storm only you know lasts, I mean? for, yeah, the storm only lasts for a few days. You know, it? and there's a lovely line, I don't think Florence and the Machine actually said this line, but one of the lines in her songs is, it's always darkest before the dawn. And that, I love that line because it is, isn't it? Like sometimes in life, like things get really bad, but they change and thing, good things are still out there and good things still happen. And you just have to know that they're going to come. And I think with all of this, and we're we're getting quite deep now, which is cool, but, you know, I don't want anyone out there to think, and I can only speak for myself, that I'm fixed, because I'm not. No, it's a constant, ongoing, you've got to work it, haven't you? Absolutely. And there may be times when I go back to a counsellor, you know, that, that might be, and I'm not scared of that. But what I hope is, through what I've gone through in the past, I'll know the signs earlier now. So I'll know the signs where I go, I've got to go back. And I think as well, knowing that you've got through those times... Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you, you they were saying you've got through 100% of your worst days. Yeah, so absolutely. I always try and think of a time now if I'm having a bad time. I try and go, well, I got through something else earlier in my life, which at the time was worse. Do you know what I mean? And you, you just know that 
again and like you say like a support network you've got to have good friends I mean I'm lucky I was lucky the last couple of years <laughs> my poor friends what they have to listen to and they never once were like god sake Lisa like stop saying the same thing just you know <laughs> I mean they did that moments when they were like <laughs> just do something about it but they were brilliant and you know if you've got friends like that you can't you know that's all you can ask for in life is people who support you like you say always there for you when you need them and that's what we want to build, isn't it? With the Brave and Determined Company, we we always talk about that end goal where we've got you know our own coffee shop where people can come and they can find community and belonging and be around like-minded people where we can talk about this stuff, you know, and share our stories and not be scared. You know, there's no stigma around what we're talking about, especially yeah. for us, you know, and we're being totally open with, with people we don't even know. Although weirdly at the time when I went for counselling, I didn't tell anyone I was going. But I didn't either. Because I felt embarrassed about it. Yeah, and I didn't either. And like you two were both there while I was going through it and I didn't speak to you about it. Yeah, but now I can talk about it and I'm like, oh, go and see Jeff whenever anyone's got any problems. I'm like, go and see Jeff, that's what you're out. But for me at the time, it was a positive thing because I wanted that separation. I didn't, I wanted to go to the gym yeah. and you guys not know how much I was going through. And I think that but a lot of people do that when they're going through it they don't talk about it too much and after the event you can go back and because it's painful at the time isn't it so i think uh, when we're talking about counseling it's really important to um to highlight that your counselor um, and the person you see that is a relationship like all your other relationships and there has to be some compatibility there because um for me personally i got through a couple of counselors before i found one that actually worked for me and i wouldn't want people just you know going to see a counselor thinking it doesn't work and then giving up. I think it's uh, like all your relationships, you have to find the one that works for you. So I would just, uh, just wanted to caveat everything we said about counselling and therapy with that point, that it's very important that you have a, uh, you find the, the person that works for you. Absolutely. I'd, I'd absolutely agree with that. And I was lucky because um, I went through some counselling in my late 20s, early 30s, and I, I, couldn't, I couldn't stand it. And I thought, this is rubbish. And I walked away. Um, and it's only when I went back last year that I felt it actually worked. Um, one of the questions we've had come in from someone else is they want to hear our stories about counselling and what, because we need to get rid of the fear about what we talk about in a counselling session. So next week, let's pick that up and talk about actually sitting down in front of a counsellor. Um, Harves, do you want to share your sort of darkest moment and how you got out of it? Yeah, I mean, my my very darkest moment um, is still quite a vivid memory for me in a weird kind of way, um, probably because it was in a foreign country in a strange environment. So uh, for me, it was a moment where I woke up in a Turkish hospital um, with no one around me, just well, apart from some, some Turkish medical staff um, and some drips in my arm, just looking at this sort of fluorescent light in the ceiling, trying to gather my bearings. I wasn't really sure what day it was. Basically, I just, all my problems had come to a head uh, leading up to me going to Turkey just for a holiday. And I'd, consumed far too much alcohol and other things uh, during my time there and, and effectively had a breakdown and ended myself up in hospital. The people I went on holiday with were nowhere to be seen when I was in, in the hospital. Um, so at that point, um, they kept me in for a little while. And at that point, you know, when you're lying there looking, looking around, you're thinking, what the hell have I done? How the hell have I got here? Um, and I need to sort of come back from this and recover. So I phoned Nay, who is my wife. Long, well, she's my wife now. At that point, she was um, sort of an ex-girlfriend because we'd split up before I'd gone away because that was another thing leading to the problems I'd had. Uh, but I phoned her from a payphone in Turkey and said, I need to see her when I come back. And she was amazing support when I got back, especially as I treated her quite poorly before I'd gone. So she was my first sort of crutch, as it were, towards recovery. 
I stopped drinking at that point. I stopped consuming things I shouldn't have been consuming. And that was a weekend on the Monday morning. I went to the doctor's and uh, just pulled my heart out, really. And that was the beginning of the road to recovery. So that, that was my rock bottom, if you like. Wow. So how did you get out of that? And what do you do now to so you don't go back there? Well, like I said, I was very fortunate to have Nay um, and to be able to lean on her. And I've got, you know, I've got quite a close-knit family that, um, and we're still, we're still fairly close, which is great. Um, and I was able to lean on other people. Um, I had a good doctor who listened and understood. And yeah, for me, it was, I mean, counselling started a few days after that. Uh, like I said, I had to find the right one. Um, but once that was done um, and I was seeing the right person and, I, I guess there was a lot of acceptance involved on my part because prior to all of this, the doctors had told me I had a mental health problem, but I just, I just wasn't buying it, wasn't believing it, didn't think, you know, I was in my early 20s. Um, I didn't really think those sort of things existed, especially not for people like me. Uh, and sort of that moment on holiday, I realised I did have a mental health problem. And so I had to accept that. And once I'd accepted that, I could, uh, I could move on with it and, and, you know, be open about it and talk to people about it. And once you do that, and you, you two have probably experienced this as well, actually, once you start talking to people about it, you realise how many other people out there are going through or have been through or know somebody close to them that's been through some kind of mental health, mental health crisis, if you like, or, or challenges or on their own mental health journey. So for me, yeah, the, the biggest thing is talking. The second biggest thing is moving. And by that, I mean doing sport or exercise. Uh, like you said, releases endorphins. And for me, that, you know, CrossFit or football or going for a run, those were the times where I was only focused on that thing I was doing. So it's a totally mindful activity for me in that respect, where the demons didn't creep in. And then those those things need to become habits. Yeah, I mean, thanks for that, Harves and Lee. So I think that's a really, really cool thing that that we've all talked about. And I think what what I would encourage people to do out there is don't be scared of realising that there is a problem. You know, if if you're starting to see some signs yourself and the, your loved ones around you are, are constantly asking you, are you OK? You know, that it's OK, as they say, it's OK to not be OK. And that's that's the moment of realisation where you've got to think, OK, I need to change some stuff because this isn't working. And that's where, you know, reach out to, to friends, to family, to, to us, to Dorset Mind, to whoever, to, to help you get through that. And, you know, if you can move... If reading's one of the other things that I use a lot, Pe- people say, um, you know, I'm I'm living my best life, and you've got to make every moment every moment count, and I 100% believe that. But having a bath on a Sunday night and absolutely relaxing is just as important as jumping out of an aeroplane or riding your skateboard or you know doing something as extreme. And you, you, I think you have to go back to those basics and, and realize what really makes you happy, your core happiness, and what doesn't make you happy. Cut the things out that doesn't make you happy, you know, social media, drugs, alcohol, that sort of thing, and lean on the things that do make you happy. So Yeah, and sometimes as well, I think you forget, sometimes for some people, just getting out of bed or you know, taking each day or hour at a time you don't have to achieve great things every day do you like there's such a pressure and especially when you're in those dark places like sometimes just going to work and facing people and try and pretend that there's nothing wrong it's so draining that you know just getting through that day is hard enough and that's so you know just making it through the day that's fine isn't it like you know it is and there's there's always something to be grateful for. I'm a great thing for a great thing great person for like making lists of things I'm grateful for 
and I like to try and do that. Well, last year, in the, in the last two years, in the pandemic, every day when it was really bad and there was only like four or five of us in the office and we were in like proper lockdown, I used to make everyone each day say three things they were grateful for because everyone was so like sad. And I was just like, you know, let's just be grateful for things. We do that at dinner. We go, we go around the table and, um, and you have to say things you're grateful for for the day, things that made you happy um, and things you're proud of and things, you know, and stuff like that. But it has been tough. It's been really tough for everyone out there. And I think I hope people can can sort of, you know, feel a bit of belonging to what we're talking about now. And they can realise that it, you're just not alone. There's so many people out there who are the same. And if you don't want to talk about it at the time, that's OK. But don't after you've been through that, you know, as you and I said, Lisa, at the time, I didn't talk about it. But now I'm OK to talk about it. And we've got to get rid of that stigma. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Should we move on? Because I've got a rant and I want to see what you say about it, Halves. Okay, <laughs> I'm excited to hear about the rant. And that was that was great sharing by, by you guys as well, by the way. That was, that was a great question as well. Thanks, Nate. Yeah, great question. Great <laughs> answers, guys. Pat yourselves on the back. Um, brilliant. And brilliant. I would say as well, have a friend like Nathan, because he's one of the, you know, like sometimes in life, people are like, it's all right, it's all right, and try to tell you everything's nice. He's like one of these guys who just tells you how it is. And do you know what I mean? He'd be like, if something's wrong, rather than just keep babying you and going, oh, don't worry, it'll be all right, it'll be all right. He'll be like, you need to change this. Like, if you don't like your job, change it. If you're not happy in your relationship, get out of it. Do something about it. And you, just, I think sometimes in life you need that, don't you? Like, especially, it's hard, it's such a balance between people, like trying to make people feel safe and secure, but not doing that too much to kind of make them think that it's all right that they're feeling like that. Like, you need a little bit of a kick up the ass some days. Yeah, that's And he's it. that person in my life. There you go. <laughs> he's going to have, like, a million follow requests. Uh... Talking about a million follow requests um, and social media and how... Do you remember I said a while ago about the dog videos um, and how dog videos make me happy? There's, there's something that I've been watching which is amazing and... Because we go to CrossFit and we skip, have you seen some of the skippers? There's oh people who skip. There's a girl called, it's like Lauren Jumps or something like that, and she's got yeah. a million followers. Oh, my God. She is amazing with when a skipping When I first rope. started watching it, I was like, is she just moving? And then she's like superimposed a rope in herself. Because like, it blows my mind that that's real. But do you know what? As I've watched more and more of it, because I want to be able to skip like she can, you look back on her old videos and she didn't pick up a skipping rope until April 2020. And lots of her videos <gasps> are saying, you think I can always do this? And then it just shoots back to her failing. And some of her, they're really inspirational videos where she's saying, failure and failure and failure made me this good and she shows you the videos she can even like as she's skipping she lets go of one hand and wings the skipping rope right i mean halves have you ever seen it no i've not seen it i mean i will i will <laughs> add to the skipping because we do a lot of skipping in, in crossfit as crossfit people will know uh, i'm i'm very strictly single unders only i can't even get the double unders you're a out. quick single under though i am quite quick at single unders but I, yeah. yeah that's because i'm awful at double under. what is a double under people might not know the rope goes round twice and you jump once so that it's a yeah so it's a double under so the rope does double to every jump spins twice for everyone jump yeah but i wanted to say talking about tricks tricks with skipping ropes uh we were training the other day and a friend of the pod big tom Belmont, did a remarkable thing where he was skipping and then he had a very bemused look upon his face and he looked around and his skipping rope was attached to the door handle behind him. Um, and it was just, it was hilarious because he was just it was almost frozen in time. <laughs> and, um, you know, they're the things at CrossFit that make you laugh. The things like that, the people um, farting mid-squat, you know, that it does happen. It's happened out it there, does happen. 
It does happen. <laughs> I've missed the farts. I never seem to have that. Well, not that I do it, but I've never been there yet when someone's farted. Oh, it will happen. Yeah, you don't want to be there. I have been there when it's happened. Um, just to pick up on something you said there, Lise, and, and one of the reasons why me and Harv called, called this the Brave and Determined Company was when you said about even if you're struggling to get out of bed, that's why we called this the Brave and Determined Company, so that it's like our clothing is like, our apparel is like your armor that's where you stuck in bed and you can't get up and that's where you can look across and see your brave and determined t-shirt and think i'm going to be brave and determined today and i'm going to get up and i'm going to go to work i'm going to go to tesco i'm going to go to i'm going to go outside sometimes that's all you can do isn't it it's just you know it's all that you got in you is just to get out of bed and that's enough like that's hard enough to do and that's that's one of the massive things that we we sort of thought of with this that we wanted people to be proud when they wear our our, our stuff, which I think everyone truly is, and that it's there to create a community where if you see someone else wearing the Brave and Determined kit, then you know that you know that's the community you've got a link to them, and also it might be because someone's having a really bad day and they've put that on because that's their armor, and that's a really cool thing. Let's hear this rant. It's not really a rant, but. You know, I, I, I found it hard to understand when you said washing up things with holes in. Yes. And I didn't really get it. And then and then we had a massive rant last week about Morris dancers and the co-op. <laughs> These are all me, aren't they? But I was doing something the other day, and this is to do with moving house. And I thought, God, that's my fear. That's your, your what you see is um, you're washing up stuff with holes in. For me, it's scissor action things ironing boards they scare the crap out <laughs> and because because we haven't got a washing line at the moment we've borrowed this like it's like a, i don't know what you call it but you dry your clothes in it clothes and, and it folds oh, out yeah. And it's just, oh and... yeah you have to hit the things at the bottom and it just collapses exactly out of nowhere mine does that absolutely and i'm scared of losing my fingers or my toes and it, they absolutely freak me out anything with a scissor action at the weekend we were looking for some garden furniture we ended up buying two deck chairs oh my god i'm terrified of them and like what i don't get and i'm not going to genderize this but women seem to be able to cope with the scissor action stuff so much better like nick and she can whip she could pick that ironing board up and whip it around and put it away and i'm there with upside down and the feet are up here and i'm scared for my life you're not alone mate you are so not alone i'm glad you i mean that. i what i do with the ironing board is i i, I kind of like i kind of prod it quickly and then stand back and, it, and then it sort of collapses <laughs> And it's, yeah, I'm, I'm with you all the way. I'm with you all the way. It's a very scissor action is a, is a very scary thing. That's and that's what it was the other day I, when we moved house and I had the ironing board in my hand and then the clothes horse. And I was thinking you're washing up things with holes and it might, it's me, a scissor, anything with a scissor action. I don't like it. I'm all right with scissors, though. I don't have like those. I don't have those plastic ones that you used to get at, at primary school. So, yeah, are you all right, Lee? So you, it looks like you've got a tear in your eye. <laughs> Literally. My stomach's hurting from laughing. But can you put an ironing board away, Lee? Yeah. Yeah, see? We just press the button, like the handle, and then it folds in. But I do get what you mean about the clothes, the air dryer, because mine's very, like, violent. So you have to kick one side up and then do the other with your foot quickly and, like, move it out of the way so it doesn't. I do get that, but not the ironing board. Anyway, so that's my little, that's my little, you know, 10 pence worth for this week. Have you got, um, you haven't got a collapsing washing line of you outside? Oh, a whirly gig. we got to get through the gazebo, setting up a gazebo on Saturday. You can imagine, like, the anxiety I've got about <laughs> sorting this gazebo out. I'm, you know, that could be the cliffhanger for this week. Does Adam have all of his fingers and toes? Do you be much of a team member without any? Again, don't want to genderize, but Nay can put a gazebo up like that. 
me, I'll be with parts of the gazebo will be in me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we're not gonna sell anything if that happens. <laughs> People are gonna be like, what is that company doing? Yeah, why do you need a gazebo? Is it not inside? Well, no, we're outside. We're outside the CrossFit thing when we're selling on Saturday. We're outside the gym. So oh, we've got okay. a gazebo and we're gonna put all our apparel in that. So I think Lise, when you're the um when you're there as, you know, director of social media, you need to get some snaps of the gazebo inside of uh Hearth. It's my mum my mum's gazebo, so less uh Lovely. She won't want that back then. <laughs> yeah, she does want it back up. Yeah, she won't want it in me. <laughs> Uh, so on that note the cliffhanger will be this week well obviously who wins the competition oh just quickly i was asked another question tonight and i the guy that asked me i promised i would ask the question of you two is this dave and all it was simply is this dave following his actions in this box tonight was he just wanted to know at what point in the day do you fart the most that's all he wants to know oh probably at night yeah i was gonna say evening yeah, what yeah. about you, Harv? When would you say? Oh, it's morning. It's morning. It's like the morning chorus. It is. It's the wake-up call for the house. <laughs> is it like, you can imagine, like, a lion, uh, you know, waking the pride up with a roar, and you're like, you just get up and you're like, it's a trumpet noise to wake all the kids up. In my last relationship, in nearly eight years, I never farted in front of Wow. Wow. You must have been in agony. <laughs> yeah, you must have had some stomach issues. <laughs> the way- I think they just made me laugh the most. <laughs> was like, I mean, it's so that's just it. Like, he would do it as a bloke. He would just do it left, right, and centre. No qualms whatsoever. But he didn't like the fact that I did it. I would do it in front of him. But we lived in a bungalow. So, like, you <laughs> toilet, he'd be able to hear it because we live in a bungalow and the bedroom was next door. So I was like, what's the difference? What, did he say he didn't like you farting in front yeah, of him? Yeah, he didn't. I was... I'd say he wasn't allowed to. If he listens to this, he's going to be, oh, you make me sound like... But yeah, he didn't like He didn't like the idea of me fired in front of him, so I never fired in front of him in eight years. Yeah, I mean, there, you know, there's your alarm bell for that relationship, <laughs> isn't there? That's where you, you've got to ask yourself, I think there's a problem there. I remember once as well, I thought he'd gone out <laughs> fired in the living room and he came back in because he'd forgotten his wallet and he was like... <laughs> Was it a real st- was it a real stinker? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it was eight years worth. Yeah, he called it in and yeah. then he gone. Eight years worth of fart. Oh, fantastic. I hope he doesn't listen to this. A very amusing and very open and honest and oversharey way to end the pod, I think. Night night time for me. I hold him in all day at work. I wouldn't want to do one at work. Yeah, when I was on the shop floor, like when I was, you know, like a, a aircraft fitter, you could just let him go all day, but now in the office it's a bit frowned upon. Yeah, you've got to be careful letting that sort of thing go. You have to cough over it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good shout, yeah. Right, on that note, we better go. So thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Um, it's been wonderful. I'm not sure what's happened to Harv. He's sort of frozen down there. You, you two oh, are frozen on mine. Hold your back. Are you just doing this? That, for the people who can't see it, for the people who can't see it, at least did a statue. This podcast is so professional. I love it. <laughs> How do we get from all these things? Did we you talk? Was it, you were talking about like the carnival floats where you used to practice. Yes, you used to practice ones. when you got home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you've got to, you've got to tell that story now because otherwise people won't know what you're t- talking about. So in, I find carnivals weird that like grown people. And I mean they're lovely. They raise a lot of money. People get them. But personally, I find it weird that grown people do those sort of things week in week out. And like we used to go and watch them as a kid. And I used to be obsessed with the ones that like just sat still. The people were still for like the whole way around the circuit, weren't they? Like this. 
They were always boring. I never liked those. But like they never blinked or anything. So like when we got home, we used to practice as kids. Be like, do you think we could be on that float? And we used to just like see how long we could like for. And this kids is is life before the internet. Kids wouldn't do that nowadays, would they? No. Well, the carnival's dead. No one goes anymore, do they? Oh, and again this year though. Good. I look forward to it. We should hang out together and watch all the people. We could get a brave and determined company float. Absolutely not. With us like that. With us like you know <laughs> statues. Let's go. Let's go. Take care, guys. Thanks very much. Good night. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.